All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to Sheila Speaks, a podcast designed to empower, educate, uplift, impact, and inspire you in your life. And oh my God, we have a superstar with us today. <laughs> She's laughing. We have my dear friend and colleague, Gene uh, Lloyd. Now, hey. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about Miss Jean, and then once you hear her, you know, the rest will be history. What she does, she works with businesses, communities, organizations. She, she's an expert in developing leaders, causing cultural, a transformation amongst our cultures, cultural transformation. And then there's so much more. She's right now, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, she also is uh, an author. And her first book, soon to be released, Who Told You We Wanted Integration? Which is so good. <laughs> we'll talk about that in this conversation. We'll talk about communication. Uh, she's a communication expert. Hi, Jean. How are you? I am great. I love the way you said the name of my book. It does have, I love that flavor, that little sass of it. That's right, that little sassy. The who truth, told you right? we wanted integration? Oh, who told you that? <laughs> who told you that? <laughs> All right, Jean, really welcome to Sheila Speaks. Let's just jump right in, Jean. Talk to us a little bit about when you say that you are a cultural architect. What does that mean? Well, it means there's a deep and profound love for culture. Mm. And I'm not talking about a culture. Culture, that's, that's how we get to express ourselves as humans. That's how we get to connect. We, we have our songs, we have our stories, our traditions. The things that somehow have us be truly connected is within culture itself. And uh, businesses have cultures. Um, there's the culture of musicians. We could go on and on nursing. What I want is for people to be able to express fully uh, the culture as it exists today. Yes. Right? So <clears throat> when, when an organization hires me or people hire me or institutions hire me, I'm going in not to give them my personal wisdom. <laughs> Which you have a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I got something to say. But, <laughs> but, but the point is they have something to say. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we inherit a bunch of conversations within our culture, and they kind of go unexamined for a really yeah. long time. And it may not necessarily be a match for where they're at right now. So what I'm really doing is listening to the conversations that give their entire culture, all of it. And I'm not judging it or assessing it, but I'm just listening. And then we look together, I'm like, which of these conversations, communications do you want to keep? Mm. And which of these conversations do you not want to keep? What are we taking forward and creating for the future? Yeah. And it's the most fascinating thing because for the first time, someone's asking them, what do you want that has been trained to be able to have them get to the bottom of what, the, what, what their culture desires. Yeah. And we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. We're not gonna go in and tell people, oh, you can't do that, that uh, ritual anymore. 
you know, that's, that's hurting the animals. No, I don't go in and assume anything. The power in communication is you don't take prisoners. You don't saddle people with your view or your morality, but what you do is you open up something where people can express themselves. So that's cultural architect. No, it's really great what you're saying. And I wanna go back to something you said, you're so brilliant in language, Gene, that it's easy to miss something. Mm. One of the key things you said mm. was you go back in and you examine. See, we have, there's so much. You, oh. If you're listening today, there's so much unexamined. Yes. We just do it automatically. We yes. automatically relate to this person this way, or we automatically, and we don't examine it, and then I don't examine it, and you haven't examined it, and before you know it, everything somebody said is now racist. That's right. You know, but it's not necessarily that. It may be an unexamined conversation or unexamined yeah. communication. Is that what you're pointing to here? Absolutely, because um, a lot of the problems that we're having right now is people are jumping to conclusions. Yeah. They're also listening to stereotypes. Yes. And versus listening to the person. And so when you start listening to the person, it's, such, it's so much richer mm. uh, when you're not bringing all of your, your preconceived ideas when I'm just being with you, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, I never, I never knew that. I never understood that. I'm, you're able to receive so much more when you're not bringing all of your noise with it, all your chatter. And, and so what you're doing is you're having people experience that the human experience is a sacred thing. Even the things that we don't like, it's sacred. You know why? Because that's how we grow. Mm. We grow when we discover what is really having us be the way we be today and tomorrow. And so now you've got a shot at carving out and creating a future rather than reacting to the reality in front of you. Wow, it's really, really great. And God knows this is what the world is hungry for. Oh yeah. And this is what the world is looking for. It's like something they want, they don't even know exists or That's they right. don't have a sense of that it's possible. Yes. And it's so possible. Yes. Yeah. It's and it, really yeah, good. and I think yeah. when we were talking on Coaches and Coffee, we started talking about this new frontier. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've got a chance here to create something truly extraordinary as humans, mm -hmm. not as I'm different and you're different, so therefore we can't speak to one another. It is the weirdest thing when you think about it. We're the only species that denies its own species. Mm. And it's all wrapped up in convoluted talking, no communicating, just we're gonna bang up against each other. Well, I want this and no, but I want this, you know, like <laughs> petulant children. Yeah. And but if we get into that art of communication, now there's a dance, man. We can now kind of figure it out together. Do the real cha-cha. Yeah, do the real cha-cha. Do the rumba boomba, baby. And then all of a sudden, we love each other. We're connected. We may not even agree. We may not even like each other. You see, there's something far more available when I'm connected. If I'm connected, I will do no harm. Yeah, when you know, I'm not you said, connected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I have another show, those of you listening, it's Facebook Live, Coaches and Coffee, which Jean just alluded to. And yeah. one, she was on last Monday. And one of the things that you said, which is this whole piece of communication, connecting, when there's a connection. And that's and it's funny, that made such a difference even for me, Monday and Tuesday, because I could so hear, particularly in conversations or texts, where something connected, mostly it didn't, especially in texting. It's just bobbling, <laughs> right. but right. you know, avoiding communication, avoiding the connection, actually. But um, but then when there is that, um, it's it's magic. Yeah, it's amazing. You and, know, when you um, avoid, I like what you're saying about avoid the connection a lot. Yes, I believe we hide behind words. Yeah, and we use words rather than just belong to what's being said and created between the two of us. And then when that starts to happen, you learn things about your own culture. You learn things about the other person's culture. And it's not uh, something that puts a distance between us. It actually connects us even more profoundly because there's another way to express yourself when you're with other people, you learn new ways of being together. And the, the, this whole notion about racism um, is about I'm not connected. And you know, in uh, the book I'm writing, I'm really creating the case for, we need to probably get rid of that word race because the truth is there's only one race. The human race. <laughs> we can make up all this other stuff so we can put distance between us because we're afraid I might get gotten by you. <laughs> you know, not get... <laughs> I love what I you're saying God. because see, I think God was drinking coffee, doing this, stirring his coffee, drinking it, and said, okay, now I'm gonna put color in the mix and see how really crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> Sprinkled that color and we went hogwash crazy, right? Yeah. All right, I know I'm being however I'm being, but you know. One of my dear friends, she's always saying her her banner is uh, one race, the human race, no subtitles, please. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your book. Who told you we wanted immigration? <laughs> I love the title. It's so genie. Genie <laughs> Bobini, as I call, affectionately call you. Um, let's talk about your book. So tell us what inspired you to create this and Tell us a little bit about it. It's going to be released in May of 2021. Yeah. Yes. And for sure, it will be on the New York Times bestseller. I'll make sure of that. Oh, we would love to have that, child. Honey, please. You know, it's it, you know, listen. Um, it's it's about freedom. Mm. I got to tell you, freedom is such an elusive thing. Um, the difficulty is, it's, it's, it's our problem. We really have not gotten, been gotten by what it is to be truly free. Mm. And um, the book really starts to delve into why is it that we continue to have these conversations about being separate? Why are, this, why are we not sharing a free, open and sharing uh, society where there really is, an, an, equal, I mean, really, I don't mean the phony equal. I mean, yeah. the real equal, where there is truly an authentic opportunity 
to really be somebody. Hmm. Like you're not holding on to part of the goodies. You're not making it impossible to get to resources. What our biggest issue is, has been freedom. And it started since the very beginning when we literally took indentured slavery. So slaves and indentured slaves, we had them because we didn't have machines to do the labor. And then at some point, the concept of race got in it. And now the blacks were determined to be people of no worth because it's easier to get free labor. And the moment that happened, we brought race into capitalism. And that is who told you we wanted integration? It is really, this is not working. And no. all our institutions are race, all of them are racialized, all of them. Just from that very beginning when we lied and said all men are created equal <laughs> and then proceeded to keep our slaves. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's funny that, you know, words create worlds as you and I know. Bingo. So you create this word, all and men then, are create, created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so we're supposed to have, everybody's supposed to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but not for Blacks because they're chattel. You know, they're, they are, uh, matter of fact, slaves were worth more than land extremely valuable mm. and if you and because we 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 uh betrayed our word and we did not live that declaration as it was designed we are still saddled with it yes and so the the people that are the haves they're just as much damned as we are walking around unclear about that and so the book is designed to really get clear about once we start living what we gave our word to, in other words, honor it, honor your word, mm -hmm. a certain integrity would be available. Yes. Where everybody could come to the table and contribute what they have to contribute rather than cultural appropriation and keeping people from having access to real wealth. For what point? What point? Because we're now all in jail. So yeah, well, Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying. I would even say, you know, the foot on the neck is not just the physical foot on the neck. Mm -hmm. You know, I drove through a couple of communities. Sometimes when I'm lacking creativity or I don't know what I want to cause or create, I drive around a lot, the city of Atlanta where I live. And, um, you know, you drive through communities. Yeah. And you can see where the foot is on the neck. That's right. And you can see where it's not. That's right. One see, day I was so deep in the neighborhood. I was like, oh my God, let me get myself out of here. And by the way, it wasn't the one where the foot was on the neck. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got scared in the one where the foot wasn't on the neck. It's all these right. freedoms and mansions and houses. Let me get out of here. You know, right. but. It's, 
it's such a suppression for what's possible and for humanity and yeah. for you know society. So um, so Jing, I know at the precipice of everything you do is I communicate. Yes. It's communication. Yeah. Communica com communication is where it's at. That's where it's at. That's right. So talk to us about the whole context of communication in huh. all of this. In the beginning, there was the word. All right. In the beginning, this world got spoken to existence. And if one has that kind of power, you can speak into existence something extremely powerful in mm. which everyone, everyone has access mm. to a free world. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it started in Sunday school when I was growing up. <laughs> All right. Oh, Preach yeah. When my, my dad um, is elder in the church of Christ. And he said, well, we're not going to baptize you until you understand what you're giving your word to. Mm. And um, we studied. We studied to show ourselves approved. <laughs> First Timothy, right? And that's when I got something about being human, that uh, words matter, that when I'm sloppy and inappropriate and just downright mean, that's the world I get to live in. Mm. And everyone around me is in that world because I'm that. And I took that, that, that training very seriously. And so by the time I went to college, my major was communication here hmm. and psychology. So I had a lot going on there. I was hungry to try to determine rather than turning this whole thing about race into something that could destroy my soul. Mm -hmm. I was gonna take this conversation about race and turn it on its ear hmm. and, and, and be able to take the fear out of it because race racism is all about fear. And um, be able to confront the fear and turn it into a real possibility. Yeah. Because fear is only about the unknown. Now, if I can get connected to you, I'm not going to be afraid because we're both human. And so the real answer is communication to me. It's where a person has freedom, the freedom to say, well, I really, I don't understand your people and I don't like your people. Mm. And you can sit right there in that conversation and say, tell me more. What are you afraid of? And then as you start to open up the conversation, what you'll start to discover is none of this is necessary. We're wasting time on things that don't matter because I can't change my skin color. I can't change what I was born into, but I do have something to say about what comes out of my mouth. Yeah, I'm going to think about things and how I'm going to work through things. This is not positive thinking. This is what I do for a living. I yeah. transform lives. This is not about we're going to do kumbaya. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to talk the daggum truth. We're going to come to terms with this today, <laughs> this weekend. I love it. Yeah. So that, there's a heart in there. All we got we to get to that heart and we got to sit down and start looking at which of these institutions needs to be retired? Which of these institutions need to be upgraded? And which of these institutions do we need to keep? Yes. In the 21st century, 
Yes. We are stuck in reconstruction as far as I'm concerned. We're still All right. In, we're still in the Civil War. We have not even begun to tell the truth about how wealth has corrupted, no, riches has corrupted us. And it has caused us to put this big chasm between us because we took race and we added that to capitalism. And it's still going on now. Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, it cannot even exist. It can, not, the, not inside the context it is right now. It cannot exactly. exist without it. Yeah. And, what, and part of the fear that you pointed to over here, in my view, part of the fear is the unknown. But here's yeah. the booby prize. We don't know anyway. That's right. <laughs> Who knew COVID was coming? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, who knew? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know anyway. You don't know anyway. We walk around in a pretense like we know something. And the truth is the, uh, one of the greatest things that I love about uh, living, living a transformed life mm -hmm. is that you're embracing the unknown. Yeah. You're not, you're not running from it. You're wondering, okay, well, let's discover something here. So, you know, um, when we're in these kind of formats and we're talking about the book or we're talking about transformation, that's one thing. But then there's the work that has to be done. And yeah. that's the part that keeps getting dropped out. There's a lot of people talking about race relations or talking about the economy or talking about the politics. Transformations where you walk the talk. Amen. No, I am. Um, yeah. So we no. got to clear about, we already declared what this nation was about. All men are created equal. That's what this is about. That's the game we're in. And we got to reconcile everything to that. And there's no other way. You can't, you can't uh, look the other way. You know, the whole issue around was just look the other way. Uh, if I look the other way, maybe it'll go away. If I look the other way, They'll get tired. If I throw some money at them, which is another way to anesthetize people, throw a few million at them because you know they're going to spend it in your community anyway. But I was about to say, <laughs> and then we turn around and spend all the money back to them. As a matter of fact, it can't even exist we without don't have, our We don't dollars. have those institutions in our community. Exactly. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to go to the Rolls Royce dealership. Wait a minute, hold on. We <laughs> invented those institutions. We invented everything, mm -hmm. just about. That's right. But our, but our name is not Pillsbury, Kellogg, <laughs> Post, <laughs> well, Maxwell you know Coffee, you know. It's time we started having Raheem and everybody else too. Yeah, it's because right. The, you know, it's not, it's, this is silly. It's just yeah. silly because you're not going to take it with you anyway. Hey, you know what? One of the chapters in my book, um, let me see, here it is. All right, come on. I have, I have this board up here that has everything. One of the, uh, the uh, epigrams uh, in, in my uh, book says, the hunger in America is not for food, mm. it's for communication. Wow. Wow, Gene. Talk a little bit more about that. I know you, actually, you've been talking about it, but Expound on it a little bit more before we, we begin to wrap it up. You know, in, um, in the Bible, I was always fascinated in the Beatitudes where Me Jesus too. came out with the two loaves of bread and, and the fish, right? 
Yeah. And he fed multitudes. That's a metaphor. That's, uh, you know, when you're in a conversation that's about creation itself, yeah. you're deeply fed. Mm. When you're in a conversation, when it's about how are we going to take care of all our children, not just my children, then it becomes so much more gratifying. It's almost as if you sat down and you had the best meal of your life mm. because you're now so profoundly connected to a person. You know, if there's anything that I think we, we couldn't learn from this pandemic is what it's like to not to be able to be with your loved ones. Mm. What it's like to not be able to touch one another, hold mm. one another, and really do something that has us experience our humanity and the richness of it and all of the depth of it and the beauty of it and the profundity of it. Mm. It's, this is why I'm glad we're at ground zero because now we can get language and we can create a world that works for everybody. <laughs> That's what the book is really about. It's about freedom. Gene, the experience of freedom. <laughs> the experience of freedom. I love it. And Gene, that was just beautiful. And um, in closing for today, what do you want to leave our listeners with today? People who are listening to Sheila Speaks, people who are sharing this conversation, what do you want to leave people with today? Do unto others hmm. as you would want others to do unto you. That's what I would say. And it all lives, communication is not talking. It's not even this speaking, we're trying to match our feelings with words. Hmm. But real communication is when I'm just with you. Yeah, like we are right now, yeah. Like we are right now. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for agreeing you to be on again. And uh, for those of you listening, thank you for listening. God bless you. God keep you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What a way to close. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.